Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reading Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Too Long a Sacrifice, number one, published by IDW in 2020. For the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. Alright, a little bit of background information as usual. So Star Trek Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek of all. It is also objectively and unequivocally the best Star Trek of all. You can argue with me about it, but too bad you've already lost. Star Trek Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek of all. The Picard series can get back in line and so could Discovery. Deep Space Nine is all that you need. 170-something episodes of pure magic with deep characters, flawed characters, but ultimately positive characters. I think that's what's the big problem in modern Star Trek, that everything's too negative, everyone's too cynical. They're reflecting, I guess, our modern times, which are darker, which are more cynical, which are more negative. But I think science fiction is supposed to show a possible and positive future. That's what the original Star Trek was about. Gene Roddenberry created a show in the 60s where we were at the height of the Cold War, where we were locked in a state of nuclear annihilation. We had the war in Vietnam, but Roddenberry created a multicultural, diverse crew of the starship Enterprise that tried to bring everyone together. Remember, Chekhov and Senchekov was a Russian character or Russian analog at the time when the US and Russia hated each other. After the Cuban Missile Crisis, after the space race, after the missile gap. So it has always been a positive type of a show. I personally don't like the new Star Treks that have been focused into much darker territory and much more cynical and unlikable characters. Star Trek Deep Space Nine had likable characters, cynical characters, flawed characters, nuanced characters. Captain Sisko, for example, is often lauded as the builder in the world of Star Trek, but he had an episode where he did some very questionable things for the greater good. No spoilers. So that's where we start off with uh, this comic in that it's Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and so the series ended back in 1999, in a very interesting way. And the other media that has come out, especially in the comics, usually takes place during this show, before the seventh season, oftentimes. So this one seems to take place as well there. Jedzia Dax is there, if you know what that means. The Dominion War is still going on, so they don't exactly tell you what season this is happening, but let's say at least before season seven, because Ezri Dax is not there, and after season three, because there is the bald Captain Sisko, so somewhere around there. And that's where we begin this review. Let's start with the cover art. I got the regular cover, which is art by Ricardo Drummond. I have to say I don't like it. It's a 2.5 out of 5. I can tell that the main character depicted is Odo. But he's wearing some sort of blue outfit. 
that he never wears in the show. Maybe he's undercover or whatever, but it just really is jarring that it doesn't make sense. Why is he wearing the wrong color? His posing is also a little bit weird. He's kind of by some sort of pillar and he's observing something, but his hand isn't really on the pillar. It looks a little weird, just floating in space. And a couple of people's shadows are on the pillar. Kind of awkward. The whole the whole thing, I don't know, I just, I just don't like it. I like kind of the red tones or these various lights that are reds and yellows, and it's kind of interesting, but I just think it's kind of a weird positioning. I think even the words Star Trek in blue don't contrast very well with the background. The text Deep Space Nine is nice and readable, that's fine. And then the subtitle of the book, Too Long a Sacrifice, that's fine. The font is nice, although it's not one that I quite recognize from the world of Star Trek. There are variant covers. There is a photo cover. That's the one that I wanted. It features an old photo of Odo, which I think would predate when this story would happen, so that's another miss. But I like photo covers. And then there's a retailer incentive version, which is even weirder because the logo of Deep Space Nine is in like this pulp magazine style, this extravagant font that makes the words pop out like some weird monster movie, and that does not work. What is this, Captain Proton or whatever that thing was called over on Voyager? It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense, that particular font for the series. The art, though, of that one is by J.K. Woodward, which is one of the best artists that I've seen do Star Trek art. And it's got the wreckage of an explosion, Cisco standing near it, and Odo is walking away. So some aspects of that variant cover are nice, but then others are not. The same thing with the photo cover, and then with the regular cover that I got. So it all adds up to a 2.5 out of 5. Interior art. Ah oh man, I'm going to give this a 1.75 out of 5. And that pains me. I think this art is really bad. I'm really sorry to say so. Obviously, it's 50 light years more better than what I can do. But I just don't like this art. So we've got Greg Scott as the artist, and the colorist is Felipe Sobreiro. Letterer is Neil Uyatake. And this this art, um, the caricatures of the characters at some points look very nice, very close to the original actors. And at other points, the characters look so mannered that it is just disturbing. There is a lady that screams, it was Quark, and her expression is an over-the-top, tormented horror movie sort of expression. And even her hands wildly gesticulating. It is an extremely weird expression. On the one hand, it's rendered very well. The wrinkles of the nose, the tongue, the highlights, the hair frazzled. On a technical level, it's very good. But the result of that expression is pretty horrific. Contrasting with other examples where characters are a little bit far from the from the camera and their expressions are just simplified down to almost just like dots of eyes. When we get a good, like, medium shot of characters, there's some good realism. Dr. Bashir does look like Alexander Siddig. Another drawing of Chief O'Brien does look like Halmini. So some examples of the art do look like the actors. And at other points, it looks like a weird cartoony mixture. And unfortunately, the very first panel where we see Dr. Bashir, his expression makes it look like he had an accident in the transporter bay or something while he's waiting for Garrick. Garrick looks uh, very creepily, very happy as well. A thousand pardons, my good Dr. Bashir. You know I'd never intentionally miss one of our lunches. Yeah, that... 
the characters just look so weird. Environments, in contrast, look very good. There's a lot of great crowded environments. There's an amazing explosion, although it has the stereotypical kaboom. But then the wreckage of that looks excellent. The red tones during the explosion look great. Some of the weird lighting to give ourselves a very noir atmosphere look nice. There's some contrasts with very detailed backgrounds and very simple backgrounds to focus the character. So I think the backgrounds are done very well. I think the backgrounds are like a four and a half out of five. The characters are so hit and miss that they really go down to like a 1.75 out of five. Again, I'm surprised that J.K. Woodward didn't do the interior art. He did some amazing art recently. Well, not that recently, but for the um, Mirror Universe uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. He did the uh, uh, covers and interiors, and the, that's a type of a realism that I, that I greatly enjoyed. This realism of these characters, it sort of feels vaguely rotoscoped, vaguely traced. It's nothing wrong with that style of art, but it just like it's just so scattershot all, all over the place that I, I think the interior art really suffers. The plot. Okay, we've got writers Scott Tipton and David Tipton. So they've worked on Star Trek books before. I felt the story was a little bit slow. We get a little bit of setup. Here's Bashir, here's Garrick. They visit a brand new restaurant and then whoops, there's a bomb. After they talk a little bit about how's the war going on, everything blows up and then it shifts over to, well, it's now going to be about Odo finding out what, what happened. Someone of the main cast is blamed, perhaps unfoundedly, at one point. And after more investigations, we'll, we'll see where it goes. There's some Nausikins that show up for no real reason, I guess just to harass Odo and Worf. And it's it's kind of a slow story. I don't see a lot of the detective work that Odo might be famous for. There's a couple of set pieces where it actually happens, but it just doesn't seem like a lot really happens in this first issue. We're setting things up very slowly, but I can't wait to see where it goes. I think it's four or five issues. And so I'm intrigued. I'll give it a four out of five. It was very nice to to come back to familiar characters of my favorite TV show. I think the characters acted pretty well on model, the ones that we see so far. Uh, I think Dax, Jadzia Dax, just got one sentence so far. And a lot of the talking happens with Odo, some with Captain Sisko. It's a regular length comic book. I just felt it went very slowly. If you know the world of Deep Space Nine, you have enough information in the back of your mind to fill in the gaps. And that's got to be the target audience of this book, right? No regular non-DS9 fan would pick it up for no reason, just because it's Star Trek. They're going to be asking, hey, where's Michael Burnham? Where's Captain Picard? So this is for the fans, and I appreciate that. Deep Space Nine really isn't in the zeitgeist like it used to be. It was always the red-headed stepchild of the world of Star Trek, because it was the very first sort of dark series the black sheep of it all. Uh, I think it's much more appreciated nowadays in our modern culture, but it, it still has a lot of light to it. It still has a lot of joviality and good characters, nuanced characters, which I think the modern characters just focus too much on the darkness of it all. So it was good to go back to this classic series from the 90s and revisit it in comic book form, which they haven't done so in quite a while. IDW published a uh, Star Trek book a little while ago, that was Star Trek Deep Space Nine Fool's Gold in 2010. 
I could have sworn that was published sometime in like 2014. I remember when I got back into comics, I had picked it up, but I think my timelines are all messed up. You know, I had moved to my new place in 2009, and then I remember getting this book sometime, but my, my memory can be mush sometimes. So yeah, it would make sense that it was more like 2010 or so that that came out. I had just moved over to this new area, so I checked out the comic shop and I saw a Star Trek Deep Space Nine book. I remember getting those variant covers. They were quite beautiful. But yeah, it's been 10 years since the last Star Trek Deep Space Nine book. So welcome back. Enjoyability of the book. This is completely nostalgia tinged. So I'm gonna give it a five out of five for the nostalgia of it. I enjoyed revisiting the classic series, the classic characters and situations. It feels like it could take place in one of the seasons of Deep Space Nine. If I'm a little bit more objective, the cover is not great, the interior art is not that great, the plot is a little bit slow. So you could mark that as a three and a half out of five for enjoyability factor. Get the average of both of those ratings and you have the true rating. Should you get it or shred it? If you're a Deep Space Nine fan, definitely get it. Get all the variant covers, put it in your collection. We've got a brand new Star Trek book, a brand new Deep Space Nine book that's been out in the first time in 10 years. If you're a casual Star Trek fan, um, probably get it. All Star Trek is good Star Trek, so check out another aspect of Deep Space Nine. And if you're not a Star Trek fan, um, shred it. Uh, don't get this book. The art is not amazing. The story is not amazing. It's kind of really inside baseball for those that are into this niche Star Trek series. If you remove it from the world of Star Trek, it's a detective story. There's a bombing and the hard-boiled private dick has to figure out what happened. Not a bad story at all. It's a little trite, so it happens in the future with weird alien characters. And there's actually a fun bird character that we see on the very first panel, so that reminds you that, yeah, it's uh, they can do anything that they want in the world of comics. I wish they'd have pushed it a little bit further in those terms, showing more weird aliens, not just the human with a rubber appliance on the forehead type of alien. After all, even on Star Trek, the animated series, they had, they had the chitons, which were the cat species and emras as the uh, one of the main characters there of um, the animated series. So there's been like completely non-human characters in the world of Star Trek before. And so I wish they would lean in a little bit on that. And so that was the review. What did you think about it? Are you a Star Trek fan? Have you read Star Trek comics? Which is your favorite Star Trek series in comic book format? The correct answer, of course, is Deep Space Nine. If you want to check out the video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos and follow for free to be alerted to everything that I do regarding comic books, Comic-Con, cosplay, Magic the Gathering, etc. For example, every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, I do my live show New Comics This Week. Every single Saturday, where I talk about the comics that are coming out soon that you need to know about. Issue number ones, cool variants, collections, collectibles, and the like every Saturday at 1 p.m. on my YouTube. In any event, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. This week I read Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Too Long a Sacrifice, number one, published by IDW in 2020. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.